Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Wesley from Wisconsin. Wesley submitted a drawing for the website of Chewy and the Green Goblins, and I absolutely love it. One of my favorite podcast moments is when Steve the Goblin King rides into battle on Chewy the dog. So thank you, Wesley, for capturing a moment like that in your drawing. Also... I noticed something from your picture. Are you holding a mouse in that picture? Like a real mouse? Or did a mouse crawl up on your hand and you have no idea that it's there? If you want to know what I'm talking about, go check out Wesley's picture at kidstoriespodcast.com. Thanks for listening, Wesley. Now today we get to hear part three of the Mist Fairy Defender series, in which Tubes traveled to visit an old Mist Fairy friend. She ended up meeting Lucas and Pierce, who had been helping Amelia the Mist Fairy fight off attacks from someone who was trying to snatch her up. They ended up battling these huge beasts made of earth and sticks and mud and rocks, and now they realize they need to split. They gotta get out of there right away and relocate Amelia to a safe place. Today's episode is The Mist Fairy Defenders Part 3, Dredge's Army. Tubes, Amelia, Pierce, and Lucas all rushed back into Amelia's secret den. Pierce and Lucas grabbed all the food they could carry from Amelia's kitchen. Tubes and Amelia rushed around the house finding anything useful to take with them. Potions, weapons, a tent, all kinds of things. Once they had gathered some stuff, they rushed back out into Beach Forest. It was very dark and very quiet. Tubes turned to the boys. Listen, you need to know. The man behind this is called Dredge. I haven't seen him up this far north in decades. If it is him, we can't risk a fight with him. He's too powerful. We need to be silent and fast. We're headed straight to the dark forest. That place has some dangers of its own, but it'll be safer than facing Dredge. We'll meet up with some other mist fairies there, and hopefully all this will calm down. Got it? The boys nodded. The four heroes traveled up the side of the mountain. They walked and climbed up silently, saying nothing, 
Well, Amelia was a fairy and she could fly. She was the quietest of them all. Once they reached the crest of the mountain, at the very top, they stopped to look down upon the valley. It was beautiful. The sun wasn't up yet. It was still nighttime and the sky was filled with stars. The light reflecting off the moon brightened everything before them. They could see the faint glow of towns in the distance. Pierce and Lucas had not thought about their future here in the valley. Ever since they shipwrecked, they were pretty busy defending Amelia from attacks, and that was only a few weeks ago. Looking down upon the valley now, they thought that maybe there was a home for them somewhere down there. Tubes waved to get their attention and pointed to a dark spot off in the distance, the dark forest, and gestured for them to follow. The group began walking down the mountain. It was steep at times, but was mostly a gradual decline that they could just walk down. About halfway down, Tubes held up her hand, motioning for everyone to stop. She must have noticed something in the trees below them. She peered out into the forest, a scattered collection of trees at the bottom of the mountain. The boys and Amelia then also squinted and looked out there trying to see what Tubes thought she saw. Then... At the edge of this small forest, a torch lit. And then another next to it, and then another, and another. More and more torches brightened the area, and soon the heroes could see that they were not torches, actually. They were the arms of more beasts. These beasts were the same as the ones they fought before, with bodies made of earth and dirt and stones and sticks, like they just rose up out of the ground. The ones in the front row facing the heroes had lit the sticks that were stuck into their mud bodies like torches. As the heroes looked upon the torch-bearing beasts, they noticed that there were more. Rows and rows of these creatures had been standing down in the darkness, hidden, blending in with the trees. Tubes noticed that there were maybe 50 of them down there, probably more. It was a trap! Run, said Tubes, and she began dashing down the mountain as fast as she could. Instead of running straight down into the army of mud beasts, she ran along the hill. They're slow, Tubes yelled back as she ran. If we can get out in front of them, we can probably beat them to the dark forest. We'll be able to hide in there. Amelia, launch a beacon up into the sky. Tubes realized that they had been found out. It was all a trap. Dredge must have sent the first few monsters into Beach Forest, knowing that after they defeated them, they'd try and relocate immediately. And he was just waiting for them at the bottom of the hill. She wanted Amelia to launch a bright beacon into the sky to try and alert someone, anyone, to come help them. Amelia stopped for a moment. She pointed up into the sky with both hands and blasted an incredibly bright shot. It was shaped like a star, and it lit up everything around it as it flew further and further and higher and higher. Tubes was hoping the ninjas at the Valley Town Dojo would be able to see it. They would if they were awake, but at this time of night, that was unlikely. The heroes continued to try and get ahead of the forest monsters by running around them, but Tubes could see it was unlikely to work. 
the line of beasts stretched for too long. And even though they looked slow, their legs were very long, and that made them faster than they looked. We're not going to make it past them, yelled Tubes. We need to go further up into the mountain and hope to lose them in the caves. Tubes and the group then began running back up the mountain, heading for a complex of caves. As they all ran up and away from the bright burning army of earth monsters, there was a loud poof sound in front of them, and the area lit up. Everyone stopped as a giant robed man stood before them with an evil smile and a huge magical staff that was taller than he was. Long time no see, Tubes, he growled. The fairy is mine. Come get her then, said Tubes, pulling out both of her magical staffs. She turned to Pierce. Don't stay here. You and Lucas take Amelia up there to the caves. Go, now. Pierce thought for only a second. He didn't want to leave Tubes here, but he knew the army of beasts nearby would destroy him and his brother and Amelia if they didn't escape. Pierce nodded at Tubes, and he, Lucas, and Amelia began running wide around Dredge in an effort to reach the darkness of the caves of the Grey Mountains and escape through there somehow. I'm too powerful for you, Tubes, said Dredge, as he drove his staff into the ground. The hill shook, and a large crack in the ground opened up beneath Tubes's feet. She stumbled and fell into the hole Dredge had created with his magic. Dredge then turned his attention to the other three escaping heroes. He stiffened his arm out toward them, and a small magical cage appeared, bright yellow and crackling with energy. It looked just like a, a bird cage, made of light. The cage shot out directly at Amelia and slammed shut around her and flew back into Dredge's grasp. It all happened so fast. He held the cage in his huge hand and looked at Lucas, sensing something about him and his magical weapon. Through gritted teeth, he called out to his minions, Get the boy, too! The mage with the sword! Dredge turned and his staff created a large opening out of nowhere, like a tall, swirling, oval portal. He turned and began to walk toward it with Amelia caged at his side. The beasts walked up the side of the hill, faster this time than before, all headed straight for Lucas and his magical sword. The boys didn't know what to do. Behind them was a steep slope that led directly to beech forest and the ocean. And they were surrounded nearly by massive beasts, and an epically powerful and evil wizard. They paused for a moment, ready to simply run back down to the beach behind them and hope the beasts couldn't swim. From the sky came an ear-piercing screech. Everyone looked up over the mountain and saw a huge gray dragon flying toward them. Dredge noticed the dragon, too. He became visibly shaken, and he yelled, You! Then he ran into the portal he created and disappeared. The portal blipped shut behind him, and all of the beasts that his magic created fell harmlessly to the ground, creating so many mounds of soil and stone and sticks throughout the side of the mountain and down into the forest below. Pierce and Lucas had no idea what to think now. Dredge was obviously scared of this dragon, so maybe he was good, but then maybe he wasn't. 
Maybe the dragon was after the mist fairies too, and he was upset that Dredge got to this one first. Pierce and Lucas ran to the huge gap in the ground that Tubes fell into and reached in after her, hoping to bring her back up before the dragon landed. She was in pretty deep, and Pierce and Lucas reached in for her. There's a dragon coming, said Pierce. What color? asked Tubes. He's angry, said Pierce, looking over his shoulder and panicking a bit. Angry is not a color, yelled Tubes. What color is the dragon, Pierce? He's gray, said Pierce. All right, he probably won't eat us then, said Tubes. Probably, said Lucas. How probably? By this time, they had pulled Tubes out of the hole she was in. The three heroes stood close as the dragon landed in front of them. Are you going to eat us? asked Lucas, getting right to the point. Do you think you'd taste good? growled the gray dragon. Um, well, I don't know, said Lucas. No, yelled Pierce. The answer is no, Lucas. If a dragon asks you if you would taste good, you say no. You don't look like you'd taste good, said the dragon. You're filthy and you smell. So no, I won't eat you. The gray dragon was correct. The boys had not bathed in days and were certainly a bit stinky. The dragon then turned to Tubes. Hello, Tubes, it said. Hello, gray dragon. Thanks for scaring off the riffraff. Was that Dredge? It was. He stole Amelia, the mist fairy, that's been living in the beech forest. He knows better than to come up to my mountain. I wish I would have arrived sooner. Yeah, well, that's that. We fell right into a trap, and now we've got to go get Amelia. We? asked Dragon, looking over at the two boys. All right, these two, said Tubes. They shipwrecked near Beach Forest recently and have been staying with Amelia. I'll be taking them to the academy soon. You should take them to a bath first, said Dragon, sniffing at them. The boys were pretty surprised at all this. Watching Tubes talk to a dragon? But they were pretty happy about not being eaten. What's the academy? asked Pierce. It's a school for kids, said Tubes. Mostly magical and gifted kids. My granddaughters go there. You'll love it. We're not going to the academy until we get Amelia back, said Pierce. She saved our lives. We can't just sit back and do nothing while Dredge has her. We'll see about that, said Tubes. It's not your call. We need to visit the academy first anyway and pick up some support. Do you know where Dredge is hiding out these days? Tubes asked the gray dragon. The extreme southwest corner of the valley, next to the cliffs and the southern swamps, said Dragon. Let me know if you need my help. Until then, stay off my mountain. He then opened his wings and lifted off into the air. Nice guy, said Pierce. That gray dragon has saved the valley more times than you'd think, said Tubes. He's just grumpy. Now let's get going. We've got a long trip ahead of us. Tubes and Pierce and Lucas walked down the hill and into the night, beginning a new epic journey. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you would like a shout-out or to share a drawing, then feel free to email me at 
kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.